When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the Live on SENSA, welcome to Redlegs Radio, for climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Good evening, Redlegs Army. Welcome to Redlegs Radio as we head into round 13. Uh, beautiful day it's been. The boys are out on the track tonight. As I welcome my co-host tonight, um, Brenton Clavey. How are you, Clabes? Uh, very well, Dick. How are you? Very well. Nice to be here. Flemo, just for everyone that's listening at the moment, um, Dale's up the river. Have we sold him up the river or have we, um, have we pushed, actually, pushed him up the river? Or? It's actually nice to uh, have a bit of peace and quiet without him around. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, hopefully he stays up there for a few weeks. I think he's been rested for the week, hasn't <laughs> it he? certainly is. And welcome to Adrian Davies. SNFLW player with the Red Legs. Adrian, how are you? Good, good. Good to be back. Had my own little uh, mid-season break. I was in Melbourne for a couple of weeks. You've been away as well. So I've been in the Gold Coast. Having a bit we'll, of a rotation here. Which we'll talk a little about later. But um, SNFLW obviously been finished for oh, five or six weeks yeah. now. Yep. You're allowed to go back and play for... Yeah, Lo- we can, local club. We can go back and play our local clubs if we if we played less than nine league games. So a lot of the girls back at Paynham. Um, the Mighty Falcons. Yeah, Mighty Falcons. With the great coach well, Gary McIntosh. Yeah, he's a. Uh, Clabes, turn your phone off. Oh. <laughs> sorry, oh. sorry, Dick. You can tell the rookie. <laughs> yes, um, the great man's the coach out there. He's doing a fantastic. Because your job. daughter's playing out there as well. Yes, yes, yeah. Abby's out there. She yeah. um, absolutely loves it. Um, yeah, no, he's he's made, makes a real impact on the girls. So uh, where's where's Paynham sitting on the ladder? We are yeah. sitting we're sitting second behind Broadview, but we are a game behind. So we we had a bye uh, last week. Yeah, uh, the, the girls back, yeah. have only lost a ga- one game. Heading so towards they, finals, yeah. which is excellent. Yeah. Mm. So um, speaking of finals, we're just hanging in there from a from a league perspective. We've only won three games, but only three games out of the five. Um, with I think the Eagles are actually sitting. Fifth at the moment, from memory, I reckon. Very important we'll game this week. Um, Very important. We'll, we'll, yeah, and we'll get to the... Um, Eagles the, are the seventh. Preview like, seventh. Yeah. There we go. There we go. So we're three games out, plus percentage. So really, with six games to go, we've got um, not a lot of margin for error, let's no. say. Not much at all. No, no. So let's just talk about last week's game against Glenelg first. Uh, against the top team in the competition, uh, and it's fair to say... You know, we were a chance right until the last quarter, six points in it in the last quarter. Yeah, yeah. Well, Declan Hamilton kicked that goal. Uh, yep. I think it was Declan in the last quarter and put us um, within six, six points. points. Behind. Yeah. But so you could just see the polish and class of Glenelg uh, and yep. the strength that they've got in their sort of playing group. They're able to steady and, uh, and finish off the game. Uh, there's a lot to be said, I think. Um, you can see that the Glenelg boys, and it's something they spoke about afterwards, that they've played together now for a number of years and... That that cohesion that oh, I think that's what we're lacking at the moment. We're, we're moving in the right direction. There's no doubt about that. But you can just see that a slight lack of cohesion. New new heads. They're all just starting to get their head around what Twig wants at the moment. Mm. Um, you know, we, we're tracking in the right direction. But you know, maybe you could just see last week. There's still a little bit of work to be done. And yep. uh, but 
you know, they're, they're, they're moving forward. That's yeah, the I mean, the thing. positive signs is we played the top team yep. and we were close within the last quarter. And for all those reasons that you just mentioned as to why Glenelg perhaps ran away with it in the end. But I think it goes to show that, um, you know, we're not far off. And if you look at what we did last year and, and the run that we had home last year with the new players gelling and the, um, the game plan, it, it perhaps took us a while to do that. Now, yep. we're not clear in that position this year. We're a, a couple of games behind. But um, that's just something the club maybe needs to look at uh, pre-season and how we can get off to a better start next year. But in saying that, we win all six games. Mm. You never know. You've got to keep hope. Yeah, obviously right now we're still playing. We've got six games to go and, and the focus would be to win all those six games and, and see what happens. But I, I think really a focus, hopefully, you know, moving forward for next year is that, you know, really trying to keep the group together. That's that's one of the most important things. And when you have that turnover of players, you know, it, it's very, very hard to get a group of people to be all on the same um, page quickly. So... If you really look at our season, you can see the growth, and mm. and if you can see growth, um, you'd have you know you you've got to take some positives. Yeah, and I think as a club, we, what we'd also like to see sort of transitioning into next year, we've we've had a you know good junior structure, even though the results aren't there, a good junior structure the last couple of years, yep. game style, pattern, expectations. Hopefully, we see a few more juniors sort of start to move through the ranks, which can which can help with that consistency that you're sort well, of talking we, about. Well, we we saw a, a junior. Product kick a beautiful goal on his left foot, Liam Robinson on the weekend. Mm. Um, so you know they, they're coming through. A bit of Duncan Fosdyke, Roger oh, Woodcock about it. He, he's or? he's got a beautiful kick. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah beautiful. You know, mm. Fozzie and and Roger, mm. you know, both had elite mm. left foots, and uh, yeah, he's got one too. Mm. So I mean, Robinson obviously kicked two. Hamilton kicked two. Um, yeah, some of the usual suspects from a from a um, best players' point of view. Um, you know, Donnelly was good again. He continued his, his great form that he's had all year. He's been it? fantastic. Uh, he? Him and Boydie, he... yep. close, I think, from a best and fairest point of view, I, I would think. Okay. Um, yep. You know, Declan, uh, Rokar, Kennelly, um, you know, all nanny, all solid, um, but just not quite enough to get us over, over the line. Dick, uh, talking about players, uh, Goy Locke. Now, that boy, when he first I started... Think, I think Goy's Adrian's... I, I called player. it when he debuted. Yep. I said, yeah. he's he's the man. He, uh, he, he, I thought he started off a bit slow, um, but he can be electric. Yeah. And his physique and his strength. and Well, we've seen um, it when he kicked. He kicked three goals in three minutes. Yeah, he, can, South, he can turn a game fantastic, real yeah. quick. Um, he doesn't need much of the ball to make that impact. Um, mm. Obviously, one goal, three on the weekend. Um, if we can just straighten that up, Goy. Yeah. Yeah, I think if we... Uh, Neville, it, well, Neville Roberts, he, I think Neville might have to put a... He's our kicking coach, isn't he? <laughs> so, one goal, three, Neville. Come on, what's happening? Well, he did the job last year, Neville, but um, maybe he needs to do a bit more. But, um, yeah, as you said before, keeping these new players together that have been in the system now for, you know, six or seven games, um, yeah. what are we trying to achieve out of the rest of the season? Um, finals are still a chance. Six games to go. Um, you know, Eagles North Central's in the next three weeks for us, um, all around where we sit on the ladder. So, yep. you know, clearly, clearly very important. So, um, disappointing loss. Uh, reserves went down as well. 16 and 18s went down as well. Chance for us to bounce back as a club this week. We all play the Eagles this week. Um, league reserves away, juniors at home. Um, so, just look really important for the club to, to sort of get back on track. So, 
Um, that's just a bit of a wrap-up for um, last week's game. Uh, that's the end of the first quarter um, for Actually, us. Actually, before yeah. you go, Dick, yeah. talking about uh, last week, we had the great man in here last week, uh, Michael Ash, mm-hmm. um, who was inducted into the Australian Hall of Fame. He uh, he was a guest at the lunch on the weekend, and Eric Bowles and Maureen Bowles, two of our most amazing supporters. Great supporters. Uh, Been in a club for uh, since I can ever I, remember. I can remember when I was about seventeen. They were heavily involved then. Yep. So that you know that's nearly forty years ago. Uh, and unfortunately, Eric is a bit unwell at the moment. So you just want to send him a cheerio. He couldn't make the lunch on Saturday, which was disappointing. But if you're listening, Eric, uh, we love you, mate. And uh, we hope your health turns for the better very quickly. Well-spoken, Clubs. All the best to Eric and Maureen. As you said, great supporters of the club. Um, that's the end of the um, the review. Uh, we've got a couple of... We've got one big name coming up. Uh, a good mate of yours is a past yes. player, Glenn Malloy. Yeah, the big Malooski. Big Molly, 97 Premiership player. Yeah, um, he's a good man, Molly. Great talking to him. And, yep. and it's obviously some great history with the club, with the with the family. Mm-hmm. But Craig Roberts coming up talking about um, what's happening in the junior space. And we'll review, um, sorry, we'll preview uh, the game against the Eagles on the weekend and the ins and outs and and how we're looking. So um, stick around, Red Legs Army. Um, we'll be back in, in just a short break uh, to talk to Glenn Malloy. Beautiful. It's a grand old flag, it's a high-flying flag, it's the emblem for me and for you. Live on SENSA, you're listening to Redlegs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air Conditioning and Solar, proud sponsor of the Redlegs. Yes, welcome back to Redlegs Radio. Thanks to Climate, Air and Solar. Great supporters of the club, PQSA as well. Another great supporter of this particular show, Paradise Mazda, of course, and some of our major partners there, Coopers and Barossa uh, Boy. Great and partners there, Dick. Great partners. Coopers been with us for oh, 76 years. 76 years. Yeah, it's 70, pretty amazing. 76 years. So speaking about history of the club, we're about to talk to a past player, Glenn Malloy. There's plenty of history with the club clubs, with the Malloy family. Oh, is there ever? Um, but let's welcome Glenn to the show now. Glenn, how are you? Yes, uh, good. Thank you. Uh, Thanks no, a lot for... Uh, Malewski, the big Malewski. Right. <laughs> not too bad. How are you? Good, thank you. Now, Good. not, not yeah. many of our supporters would actually call you, Glenn. Not everyone would call you Molly. So, mate, welcome to the show. Um, great to talk to past players on Red Legs Radio, and obviously yourself, a premiership player, and eighty odd games for the for the club, mate. Just take us back to the early years. Obviously, your dad played at the the club, but where did it start for you uh, from a junior perspective? Uh, junior. Well, I was born in Melbourne, so my dad. Yeah, actually coached Ringwood over there. So I started there in uh, when I was about six and then come to Adelaide uh, when I was about eight. And then uh, he got a coaching job at Hope Valley. So I did all my juniors at Hope Valley and then sort of went into the Sandboy Cup in those days. The under-15s, yeah. Like under-15s and, uh, yeah, progressed from there. So 17s and 19s and then into the reserves and a few league games. So what year did you play under seventeens? And I'd imagine Ian Stafford was was your coach. Yeah, Stafford's the coach. Oh, geez, now you get me. Um, 86, 87, oh, 88. Yeah, it would be around that. So yeah, about about eighty six, I think. Yeah. And yeah, it, so and I, had my, I had my brother running around in under seventeens. Actually, we've played in the day. So yes, I was well, around that's, the club. That's when we met you, Mo, when you're a little shithead, thirteen year old. <laughs> <laughs> You're an absolute pain in the ass, and uh, yep. yeah, Robert did play under seventeens. He he, that was the year that um, 1983, 40 years ago. God, it's crazy. Yeah, but, uh, 
Steve. That was the year Robert um, kicked over 100 goals and. Yeah, I think 137. Yeah, and the the Thursday night before the grand final, he jumped up on the fence to take a mark after training and twisted his ankle. Yep. And missed the grand final. That was, yeah, devastating. That was really disappointing. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and then he's had one that he's uh, drew with North Adelaide there. Yeah, I reckon that that might have been the year after. Was that the year after? or Year after, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And what about yourself, Molly? Did you play in a premiership with the under-17s, under-19s? Uh, yeah, we had one in under-17s. I only played four or five under-19 games, and then they took me up Straight and up. started training with the seniors. So, uh, yeah, we had one under staff uh, in Stafford and, and Jock, Jock Narad, Jock O'Reilly. So, yeah, no, it was good times back in them days. And just tell us about some of the players you came through in the, in the juniors that ended up in the league ranks as well. Oh, well, you know, I, I knew a lot of them through my brother. I sort of caught up with in games wise and playing wise with like Jerry Dantokia, yep. Claves, um, you know, there was the Zaddos, uh, you know, uh, the Wagners. There was a fair few went through and um, the McIntoshes and the Lester the Ross, Rosses. Yeah, the Lester, Lester and They're your yeah, great they mates. were like, they were, I was, yeah, great mates with them blokes and they took me under their wing. So, you know, I was put in a, a good category of blokes, which, uh, you know, we still see each other now. So, And what about you know, what about playing position, Molly? Obviously, uh, just from memory, you started as a forward, as a junior, and played most of your 40 up forward, but then later in your career went down back? Yeah, went down back. Um, when I got um, drafted to uh, Melbourne, um, yeah, I was playing up in the forward lines. Uh, Mark Ducker was out at that time and they whacked me up there. So, yeah, thrived on playing up at, you know, full forward and kicked a few goals and and then uh, <clears throat> sort of got the word from Melbourne they were after me. So I thought, oh, I'll go and have a crack at the big league. So, so who, who, who coached at uh, Melbourne, Molly? Was that uh, Neil Gaines? I ended up, um, John Northey was the one who was trying to get me and then he got the, uh, got the sack. So... <laughs> Um, you can swear, yeah, Barmy. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, and then we had Barmy. So I sort of had Barmy at Nord early days before he went to the Eagles, and um, then I had Neil Craig as the senior coach at Nord, and then went over and yeah, reunited with uh, Big Barmy. So you're at Melbourne from '93 to '96, played twenty odd games for Melbourne. Yep. Um, yep. And then came back to Nord at the start of '97. Uh, with Peter Road, yep. and um, yep. obviously that was a great year for the club and and being part of a premiership. Um, yeah, how did that feel? Oh, it was good. It was, it's a funny thing. You know, I played with Peter Road in, with, at Melbourne right. with him, so um, yeah, we had a pretty good. Um, yeah, we spoke well, you know highly of him and uh, he knew his stuff, and yeah, no, it was great to come back and give something back to the club as well and the supporters. You know, I, I didn't really want to go anywhere else, but come back and play for Nord, so that was, um, yeah, it was good that they gave me a call when I sort of got delisted and come back, and yeah, I was lucky to get in a premiership side, so. So what are you doing uh, with yourself yeah. nowadays, Mole? What's the, uh, you're doing a oh, bit of tiling, what, aren't you? Yeah, I'm back on the tools, you know, you don't make money, too much money out of footy, but um, yeah, back on the tools, I, I'm a tiler, I've got my own business, I tile too. 
Um, so, yeah, we got along well and uh, flat out. I'm actually up the Riverland now doing some tiling up here. So oh, I've been beautiful. away for a week. So, yeah. And uh, uh, yeah. and how's uh, how's your mum and dad? They're uh, they're great people. Your dad, um, yeah, he's a bit of a legend, a bit of a footy legend. Yeah. How's, how's he going? Yeah, mum and dad are going really well. They're, they're travelling Wilburys at the moment. They've got the caravan and they're, they're both retired. So they've been travelling around a bit. They like to chase the sun. You, so know, you... you don't want to be cold all the time. But, yeah, dad's going really well. You know, he's getting older, which, you know, happens. But, uh, yeah, he was a legend at the club. He, um, you know, proud of him. Yeah, proud no, he, he's, you know, it's uh, pretty awesome to be the... You know, the first Tassie medalist, it's a bit of an honour for him. Yes. The, uh, lately, uh, the last few months, we've been um, doing a bit of signage around the footy club and I can't believe how many photos there are of your dad where he's about 10 foot off the ground. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, he, he, yeah, he, yeah. God, he could take a mark. Yeah, he had some big quads. I don't even know how he got off the ground with them big quads, but, uh, yeah, he could jump, yeah. Actually, yeah, that, I saw you the other day, and uh, we were looking. He had a fair set of lamb chops on the side there, too, um, to match his yes. quads. I, he had a bit of a hairstyle going, old Graham, in his I older think, days. I think he put the lamb chops on because he might, might have been losing the hair a bit in them days. <laughs> so yeah. he's growing it on the face, so... Oh, that's good. Yeah, no, he's, he's a legend. Uh, he's, uh, yeah, very proud of what he's done. So, I, I can remember, uh, oh, I would have been 1985 or something. He was our runner in the under-19s. And um, oh, we looked up to him. He had lots and lots of words of wisdom. Um, yeah, no, he's a, he's a good yeah. one. Well, he actually come back in uh, from Hope Valley. he come back and I think it was uh, 1982. He come back and started training with the league squad again, and started playing with his footy. I think you know, I can't picture his age, but I think it was around 34. I think. Yeah. And yeah, um, yeah he was doing really well, and uh, close to probably cracking into the league side, and broke his thumb. So. Well, if he hung around for a couple back. more years, he could have played with his sons. No, would say, hey, Molly. Thanks for thanks very much for joining us on Red Legs Radio, mate. It's been great to reminisce. Um, you know, those nineties, eighties and nineties from a Nord perspective are, are great eras. And I think if we look back on it with all the juniors that actually came through the ranks and 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 played a major part in our in our our, our senior team and and uh, our premierships, it's it was a really great era. And, and mate, thanks very much for joining us. And um, no great to catch up. And we'll see you at Cooper Stadium soon for a beer. Excellent. I will be there. Thank you. Good see on you, Molly. Mate. Good on you, Molly. That was Glenn, Glenn, Thanks, boys. Past player Glenn Malloy. Um, gee, he had some traits too, didn't he, Molly? He could jump and... Um, you know, he, he was a very good footballer. I reckon, he, did he, he kick 100 as well um, um, in, re- in the juniors at, at once? I know his brother did. But I, reckon I reckon he kicked... Uh, in the, I know he kicked 100. Because he would have played 100 under-17s for a couple of years. He I kicked 100 in under-10s or something like <laughs> And I, and I in, about, in about eight games or something. Uh, I, I know that's uh, that's I've seen that somewhere, but yep. I'm not sure if he kicked a hundred at Nord. But he, he was a when he was on you know on song, he was a very good player. Yeah, a, absolutely. And, and as I said before, that era for the club was was a great era. Mm. Um, a lot of a lot of premierships and under seventeens and under nineteens. You played in a couple. I played in a couple. Yeah. Yep. Um, they and and a lot of that group that actually came through formed the basis of 
of the of the um, of the league team for yeah, years foot, to come. Footy has changed, you know, from yeah. the '80s. The, yeah. A very different dynamic now. Yeah. That the the teams are a lot younger, and back in the '80s, early '90s, you know, you, you had those older statesmen, you know, Neville Roberts, Phil Gallagher, yeah. um, you know, the, these sort of guys that were say playing when they were in their 30s. Whereas you don't seem to have that now. So we had that. Really amazing, Good core solid base with, with a mm. sprinkling of the the junior guys coming mm. through. So mm. yeah, Molly was one of those, and he did really well. Played great. in the premiership, absolutely great to reminisce and great to talk to some past players. Uh, we're at halfway stage. Clabes and Adrian of the Red Legs Radio, we're doing a good job. Um, half time, beautiful. Half, half time, we'll have a bit of a break. Going to come a, back, have a have a, uh, an orange and a Coopers, and uh, Coopers back for the second half. Back for the second half, we can talk to Craig Roberts. A um, bit of an update on juniors and what's happening in our Air Peninsula EP. area. Yep, and, beautiful um, place. Yeah, what, what's happening in juniors. We've got six games to go there. There's been some um, underage state pathway stuff as well, which we'll have a chat about. So thanks for joining us on Red Legs Radio. Hang around. Uh, we'll be back in about five minutes to, to chat to Craig Roberts. Keep your eye on the red Live on SENSA, you're listening to Red Legs Radio. Thanks to PQSA, supporting and empowering South Australians living with spinal cord injury and other disabilities since 1963. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Third quarter, you're with Richard Kelly, Brenton Clay. Premiership quarter, Dick. Premiership quarter, quarter. And Adrian Davies and special guest, uh, regular regular contributor to the program, Craig Roberts. Welcome, Craig. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me again. So, Rob, I, for, for those that um, haven't listened before, is our talent manager at the club, um, current coach of the under-16s, and does a great job in our country zone EP. So he's got the Paradise Mazda BT50. Yep, That's head across there. Clocked up a couple of couple of Ks so far, Robbo? Or? Yeah, I think in the last five months I've done five trips across there. So, uh, yeah, it's good. It's nice and comfortable. So nice if you're car. Buy one, Very in, nice Get cars, into Paradise Mazda and get yourself one. Get a mm. Mazda BT50. So there's plenty happening in the junior space sort of right now. Obviously, the 18s and 16s have still got six games to go. We're in school holidays. Yep. And there is a Pathways program sort of happening next week. Yeah, so next week we've got our under-15s championships, which we have a Metro and uh, country team. Um, the country team's picked from the Norwood Cup in the long weekend in June. Those boys come across and get a first taste of playing the other country zones. Um, we've got three games next week where we play Wood, uh, West Torrens at Woodville on Tuesday, and then we've got uh, two games at the Parade coming up against South and West Adelaide. So they're big programs. This program's normally been in October, the other one that we're introducing next week on Tuesday, Wednesday, is we've brought our under-17 Futures, which is our country team, that they'll play two games at Woodville and, and the Parade on Tuesday, Wednesday. So um, great opportunity to get down the Parade and uh, watch some of our future EP kids and Metro under-15 kids playing. And the purpose of the under, bringing the under-17s over is just for the club to just get some more exposure for these kids and have a look at them next year for the under-18s program? Is yeah, that, absolutely. Yeah. Obviously, the logistics of the travel is so hard for some of these kids to get across and take them out of their own environment back home and bring them to our grounds. And we can actually sit there and actually watch them and, and see who, who's prepared to come back at under 18 level and take that next crack at it. And we've got a few in mind and a few of the boys this year have come over and, and done the same thing. So there's opportunities and we want to give them as many, many as we possibly can. Yep. And I suppose for the under 15s as well, this is, this is our first look at getting them into the Norwood system you know, for next year, for the under-16s? Yeah, we've probably blooded about five under-15s this year in the 16s. So one of the things that a lot of people might not know at under-16 level, we've used close to 65 players this year. So we give the kids a real opportunity. Um, the demographic we live in makes it a bit harder with college football, mm -hmm. but we look at the real positive spin on it. 
on the fact that um, we do find some diamonds in the rough. And we only spoke the other day that some of the other clubs out there have used 31 players this year. So it's challenging, but we also see some rewards as well. Yeah, it is challenging from a from a development perspective. Um, finding that balance between trying to, to win games, but also give give people an opportunity, I suppose. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You would have seen some, there were some tough um, score lines on the weekend, but what a lot of people don't realise is we released all our under-17 kids to go back and play in the EP Kinlo Cup, which is a uh, pretty big event back in Sejuna on the weekend, and um, making sure that we build those strong relationships with the EP and understand that these kids want to represent their zone. Mm. Um, so just with uh, the Kinlo Cup, just explain a little bit about that to our listeners and uh, is that a junior competition? Is it a senior competition? How does the club actually get involved in, in So that? the Under-17 Kinlo Cup has been going for many years and they rotate it through the different regions on the EP. Sejuna so hosted it the other day and, and it copies the format of the Mortlock Shield. So we've got five zones. We've got Western Air. We've got Eastern Air. We've got Great Flinders. Sorry, we've got four zones at the moment. Great Flinders and Port Lincoln actually have two teams. They have um, Rangers and Lincoln City. So that's what they come about. They come across, play a round-robin competition, and then they have a winner. And it's funny, I was in Sejuna. It was the first time in 30 years that the, the Kinlo Cup had been there from 12 months ago. And uh, it's the first time I'd travelled up over the um, highway to Sejuna. So um, they were pretty keen to hold on to it. But at the end of the day, Great Flinders um, won the day and uh, celebrated really hard into the night with some, um, with some parents. They enjoy it just as much as the kids. <laughs> hey, uh, you said the other day that um, you had a bucket list thing that you wanted to uh, tick off, and you did it the other day. You caught up with uh, the big tractor. Yeah, yeah. I was, a beers with him. I was lucky enough to get a trip from Woodner to Tumby Bay, which is two hours. So uh, the tractor and myself uh, got to sit in the car and talk footy, and <laughs> somehow or other I was waiting for a lift, and I got stuck in the Tumby Bay Hotel for oh. a couple of hours with him. So uh, that, that was a challenge in itself. A couple, so. uh, couple of Keeper's Pale Ales. Yeah, the lips or? yeah, absolutely. And uh, what people don't realise is... Chris is actually our president of our Western Junior Zone over there as well. So he's heavily involved in footy and uh, he really wants to give back to the North Footy Club. And by having that involvement, he understands our side of things, but he also understands the country aspect of it as well. So building a strong relationship with him, I felt it was it was really important that I did spend a couple of hours with him um, enjoying a couple of Coopers. Yeah, he's a good fella. He's not still Probably. trying to play, is he? I think he? I think he played this year. Yeah, he played two games this year for Port. So he's sitting on 198 games and he, uh, he went back and played two games for the Port Football Club at Arno Bay and, um, yeah, Arno Bay. So tractor, uh, he'd be 51, I reckon, Tractor. 52. 52. Yeah, 52, yeah. I'm just thinking um, playing weight-wise, would he be... Oh, I don't oh, look, he, he, is he looking a, fit? Yeah, he's actually really fit. I don't think he'd want to get back into the Lycra suit <laughs> that they wore, but uh, he's actually... He's running around, he's walking around, and um, yeah, he's he's a good man. Are you, did, did you wear that light suit, Dick? I did. I've still what got did, it. What, I've actually what, still got it at what home. What did you look like in it? <laughs> I thought I scrubbed up all right. Yeah. Close, yeah. <laughs> How Jab's looking, you know, because you're not exactly an ab man. Are well, you? back, you, then, you I, always, back then I probably was. You carried a little bit around your backside. But we had, you know, tractor in it. Um, yeah. Big plug of Pierre, four yeah. one. Yeah, you know, Macca was reasonably trim in those days. Right. <laughs> Big mattress promise. He looked like an Adonis. What, what did you think it? of those? Those. Oh, look, silly. I think if you look at today's Guernseys, that was probably a um, you know precursor to what they are today. It was just a different yeah. design. It was lycra, but it was a bit stretchier than than the jumpers of today. Yeah, you know, have you have you got old jumpers in your? You know, you've got I've got an old woolen jumper. A bag out. Yeah, 
Old woolen jumpers. They terrible. They are terrible, and they used to have the badges sewn on them. And yeah. when they got washed a few times, the badges used to scrunch up a bit, and they were extremely uncomfortable. I reckon um, the way that I know we're getting off track here, but <laughs> the way the footy jumper has evolved, I can remember wearing a footy jumper when I was the mascot of my dad's footy team when I was about five years old. And they used to be prickly and oh, itchy. Hate, I hated it. Itchy. The old AGC ones. Now, now that, they're like yeah. uh, they're like uh, they're like a bit of a bathing suit. Yeah. Now, yeah. but in those days, the lycra, the design of them was to try and make it harder to tackle. Mm. But it was actually easier because people would actually grab them. People wanted to tackle you harder anyway because you were wearing them, so they actually had more intent. But the, they stretched a lot, so they're easier to Did, hang on. Didn't a lot of people also get their fingers caught in the? No, no, no. That's a bit of a myth. Breaking fingers was actually harder. No, sorry. It was it was more um, common with the lace-up guernseys because yeah. you would get your finger caught in the lace-up. So Glenelg used to wear and Port used to wear the lace-up. I think Sturt wore the lace-up. So, sorry, well. listeners, we're a bit That's off the track. Now, I was just going to say, the last person I saw rocking yeah. it out was a couple of years ago at a senior training, and uh, Troy Clements wore it to yeah. uh, <laughs> wore your old guernsey and... I think he still, he still wore it with right pretty proud, so I think you could come Clemos. up with that, Claves. I, I reckon a heritage the, round. Still pretty fit the the benefit of the tie-up Guernsey is you can just keep releasing it if, <laughs> if you need to. Well, uh, if we if we make the finals this year, I'll put one on and do a lap I'll, of the oval. I'll bring mine in. All right. The zip and, still and I'll, works. And I'll put it on Actually, and do I've a couple of Actually, I've given laps. mine to the history committee, so it might be in the oh. museum. I don't know if anyone's still got theirs, but mine was just sitting up in the roof. said, here you go, you can, you can have it. Anyway, let's get back yeah, on track to talk about the juniors. So... Adrian, the under-18 girls, um, Sample team's been uh, playing the last couple of weeks, beat Vic Metro last week. Uh, they've got uh, Queensland yep. Saturday. Queensland this weekend, and it is the curtain raiser for the Crows-Giants game on Adelaide Oval, so that's a yep. massive you know, opportunity for the girls to play out on Adelaide Oval. We've got um, Molly Brooksby has been part of that team for two years now, and the SA team has not lost a game um, in those two years, so... Obviously, 2020 and 2021 with COVID, uh, we didn't have the national champs. But ever since then, we've been absolutely dominating. Um, so she's been uh, performing well, as expected, as she uh, as she has been for the last few years with us. Yep, and I expect Molly to get drafted this year. Yeah. Part of the Next Generation Academy yep. for Port Adelaide. Uh, and we'll probably end up there with some concessions yeah. that they've got. No, um, she's got a very exciting future ahead yeah. of her. I think so. all girls have with um, sort of the way the competition is now set up. Yeah. And, um, you know, hopefully the AFL get the, the bargaining agreement done or whatever they need to do. I think the interesting thing is that our SA team is absolutely dominating it and there's only so many spots in SA at the club. So we, we might need um, some of the interstate teams to start looking looking over here and, and giving these girls extra opportunities. Mm. Mm. Uh, also, Robbo, we've had the under-16s um, state team play three games. We've had a couple of Millwood people play. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. Um, you're looking a bit more bronzed after spending a week <laughs> up on the Gold Coast there, Richard. Yeah, I've, got, um, I've got the lycra out on the Gold Coast. Yeah, too, so... Yeah. Um, you're looking very sexy, Dick. <laughs> we've had with three... That, that suntan. We've had three boys represent. Uh, first of all, they went to Western Australia. They lost by five points to WA. Um, then went up to the Gold Coast and played two games where they belted Vic Country and... Um, had a really good matchup with Vic, Vic Metro. They lost to WA and Vic Metro by five points. Um, we got young Will Prescott, Jeff Rosenbuild, and also the great Jim Kelly, Richard's young lad, playing yeah, it. Fantastic. Um, they all held their, they can all hold their head up really high as there was only 24 kids selected. Um, and they, I believe, they played really well by watching the games. And 
Just the others to touch on. We also had four representatives in the under-18s this year. So we had two. Logan Evans, um, Alex Van Wick played for South Australia, and Orlando Turner and Will Rollins both represented the Allies as their Northern Territory boys. And uh, they were the winners this year in the first time in a long time that the Allies won. So yeah, Orlando they, kicked a goal, nice goal on the weekend. And, uh, yeah, they're, they're extraordinary, the Allies team. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we, we've got some good ones coming through that uh, keep an eye on over the next five to six weeks to see what happens. Actually, while you're saying that, Alex Van Wick, he's the young lad who's, Six foot. What, what's he? Six foot. Oh, he's two. He's two hundred and three centimeters. So he, he, he's a big he's boy. He's got some real, real size and talent, hasn't he? Yeah, and we've also got James coming through the under 18s program His as brother. well. So, yeah, um, both got some size and some height about him, and uh, be interesting. Watch that space to see if they can get to that next level and take it, take it further. And just before we finish up, Robo, big weekend at the club. On Saturday? Yep. So on Saturday, we start at 10 o'clock. We've got our 13s and 14 development squad games, followed by the 18s, followed by the 16s after that. So it is a big day. So if you're around the parade and you're not down at Woodville Oval, feel free to pop through and uh, watch some of the juniors coming through. Come down and uh, have, have a something to drink and eat maybe at the Premier's Bar and check out our new signs. And uh, yeah, they'll, they'll love it. Yep. Premier's Bar be open all weekend. So are the kiosk. So yeah. Um, yeah, if the weather's looking good, Get down to Woodville Oval or, or Norwood Oval and support your team. So, Robbo, thanks very much for coming in. Welcome, Great Robert. to chat uh, juniors and just see what's coming through the ranks for uh, for the club. And hopefully we see some of these come through um, next year, especially the under-18s that you sort of talked about then. So, Thanks for having me. Great to have you. Thanks for joining Red Legs Radio. That was the end of the third quarter. It was a premiership quarter, Clabes. Three-quarter time. Three-quarter time. So I think we performed quite well. Yeah. Um, we're coming home with the breeze. We're going to talk about the league team, the ins and outs uh, uh, for this weekend's game against uh, the Eagles at Woodville Oval. So hang around. Thanks for joining Red Legs Radio. We'll be back in a sec. It's a grand old flag. It's a high-flying flag. It's the emblem for... Live on SENSA. Welcome to Red Legs Radio for climate, air conditioning and solar. South Australia's biggest Aiken dealer. This winter, come home to climate. Welcome back to Red Legs Radio. Last quarter. About to finish off. Um, we're going to talk about. I'm still feeling fresh, dude. Yeah. Are you? Uh, yeah, I'm still fresh. You, I, you, I can run this quarter out. What, no what's, your, what's your 2K time trial like? Is it? Oh, uh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> what, what? Just talking about that sort of stuff before we get into the uh, yeah. talk about this week's game. I mean, training now compared to mm. when you and I come through, it's completely different. Um, well, I don't know. What sort of the, what sort of preseason did you? do? Oh. Doing 10k's a day. Yeah. No. Yeah. Um, you know, it was very different. We mm. we we'd, we'd rock up after Christmas and you'd do a four. We always did that four kilometre time trial, <laughs> and uh, sometimes that didn't go well for lots of guys. But uh, yeah, it was very different. Where then, did you Where did you mainly do preseason? No, we did it at St Peter's every now and again, and you'd go along the river to the weir and back. You'd run along there. We and... uh, when we had Barmy, we did it mainly at uh, McGill McGill Uni. McGill uh, campus there. Yes, And then that's occasionally right. we'd shoot down to, you know, Victoria yeah. or whatever. Um, How far out from round one were you? did you rock up for pre-season? Oh, well, we'd have Christmas and then you'd have a, you know, halfway through January. You'd about be three, back three to months, training. Three months, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, we're um, at about, about, what, four or five months early now. When mm. you look at the AFLW girls, their pre-season is actually longer than their actual season yeah. right now. So the way that sort of panned out. But if you were to do a 2K time trial right now, uh, sorry, if we go back 40 years and you do a yeah, 2K yeah. time trial, what, what sort of time would you run? Oh, <laughs> 10 minutes. Oh, I, wouldn't have, I wouldn't have a clue, Dick. I don't even know if I've run 2K. Oh, I just can't believe it. I mean, they're all athletes these days. I mean, no, they at, are. at league level and, and just the way they cover the ground and the GPS they put on and, and how much 
there's, yes, there's, there's no room very, to hide with all the, the stats and the data. Yeah, it's now. very very different. It, when you see players training with GPSs on to, to mm. see what they're doing, that's mm. yeah, it's next level. Yeah, it? unless you're running a six ten, six twenty, you you no no chance of playing in the midfield because the amount of running you need to cover offensively and defensively these days is uh, extraordinary. Mm. End, of, oh, oh. end of our season, we'd have uh, we you know we need to get the top speed numbers up, so we. Give the GPSs to the quick girls just to get us all. <laughs> well, out well of I, I think uh, I think in the eighties it's safe to say that we're pretty happy there weren't GPSs. <laughs> it would have been a lot harder. Look, a different different day, but again, I'm always of the opinion if you if you transported an era from the eighties to to the two thousands or whatever it is, and you put the training methods in for those eighties guys into the two thousands, they would they would kill it. You know, th- there's one person though that we used to train with that. I'd love if he had a GPS just to get a, a, a gauge on, or two people actually. Mm. Uh, what they ran at training was Neville and Neville Roberts and Michael Aish. Mm. They used to just run and run and run and run, mm. uh, whereas everyone just train and sort yeah. of basically do what you had to do. Yeah. Uh, it would have been very interesting, and maybe even Keith Thomas. Same yeah, thing. I mean, you look at the uh, level of where Aishy was from a playing perspective. Yeah, just and, uh, uh, when they had that amazing fitness. Yeah, and he just probably had a bit of natural fitness, but he but he just loved to do it. That's what it was. But anyway, good yeah, to talk no, about that. But we've, got, we've got the Eagles this week down at uh, Woodville Oval. Um, we haven't played them since round one. We played a couple of teams twice, but played the Eagles round one where they beat us quite comfortably at home. But clearly we're in a different spot now than where we were back then. Um, I think we're clearly in much better shape. A few injuries and suspensions from last week. So, unfortunately, Declan Hamilton's done an ankle. So, he's out. Brody Carroll's a very naughty boy. Brody Carroll. I just saw that incident. I think it was in the last quarter from memory. Um, just a bit of a sling tackle, which obviously we're trying to get out of the game. Split-second decision. Yeah. That's no, a so hard one. You, you want to commit and play hard, but it's very, very difficult not to tackle people when, when you're playing footy. So, we're going to extend bench. Um, so, the ins for this week so far. We've got um, Isaac Twelftree coming in. Mitch Carroll... Tristan Binder, Mitch Wilkins, and a lot of sports will be happy. Like Pasco is uh, yeah. in the extended bench, oh, and obviously really? are those two two outs sort of right now at the moment. So, you know, if Isaac does play, another mm. debutant, which is which is yeah, great to true. see. We've obviously had a few of them this week, and congratulations to Jack Hurd and Luke Sermon, both playing fifty games. Oh, well done, boys! This week for the for the club, That's so a great achievement. Um, obviously, the Eagles are actually coming off a loss as well. They lost to Port Adelaide last week, and as Adrian said before. They're sitting seventh. Seventh, yep. On the yep. ladder. So, you know, not in a dissimilar position to they're us. Right, they're so only one win ahead of us. Ahead of us. And as I said before, we're only three games out of the, the five. With six games left, we, we've got no Just keep room plugging for, away. No room forever. One, one keep, week at a time, eh? Yeah, mm. keep pushing hard. That's yeah. all they've got to do. Yeah, so I suppose, um, you know, the, what are you looking for from the, from the team this week, Clay? based on what you've sort of oh, seen I'll, from the past. Look, well, we, we talked about it last week, and it's pretty, pretty basic. It's just giving their 100% commitment and... And you know, putting their best foot forward. You know, win, lose, or draw. I think no one asks any more from their team than to give 100. percent Yeah, so I think from a members and supporters perspective, especially the last, we've had three wins, and even the loss last week, even though it was a loss, great effort um, playing against a quality yeah. team. Um, yeah, uh, this week, my expectation is we win. Right? Yeah, the Nord on... Footy Club has always had a very, you know, very much prided itself on the way it plays and. Um, if the boys bring that, they're always a chance. Yeah, they're always a chance. And uh, we've got a really strong midfield. Harry Boyd's been excellent all year. Yeah, he's fantastic. Um, which, you know, we talk about the People's Choice Credit Union Award. Um, again, for this week, um, you know, Tom Donnelly was excellent last yep. week and he's got a big supporter base in Tassie. Uh, and they voted for Tom again. So Tom is actually leading that award with uh, Harry Boyd coming in second. So 
that's not unusual from where we sit as a club and sort of how we see the um, sort of the players this year. So, um, yeah, we're just looking for another strong effort from the from the boys, uh, another step forward, uh, and two points would be excellent. be fantastic. Would yep. be excellent for us. So, um, <clears throat> you know, you look at the ladder in the top three set. Um, you've got Glenelg up top, Sturt, and then the Crows. And then everything underneath that, there's still a bit of a juggle as to sort of how it's going to play out. So um, while there is hope. The fat lady hasn't sung. The fat lady hasn't sung. Not yet. Uh, no. Because you never know. Um, you yeah. know. Six in a row will actually push us. I mean, you were around in 84 when we, <laughs> we won yeah. the last couple and got to fifth spot. Yeah. And then the rest is sort of history from there. So if you remember... You know the the momentum that that, that can create could be a, excitement could be that can, another history making year. Could be another history making year. So um, you know, for us, it's certainly um, getting another win on the board this week, um, putting our best foot forward and, and going from there. So um, we've had a great time today on Red Legs uh, Radio. Yeah, I've got a couple of shout outs. Couple of shout outs before, before we go. go. Yep. Um, to Shay Hiscock, one of our uh, uh, women's players who we love and adore. We've heard she's had a bit of a health challenge. Lately, and she's on the on the on the men, so it's great to hear. So we're giving you a bit of sh- big shout out there and sending our love. And to another famous red leg, this man is built like a brick, whatever. Leon Minavini. Minna. It's his birthday today. Oh, happy birthday, Minna! So to to Minna, happy birthday, mate, and uh, have a great day. Minna's got uh, a lad playing in the under sixteens. Obviously, one in the yes. reserves, one and, playing and one North. playing North Adelaide. Yeah. So happy yeah. birthday! I, I think Lee uh, has been a captain. In- so, mm, excellent, excellent. Back in the day, wasn't it? Maybe, Adrian? maybe, maybe. Uh, mm. You're the stats man. No. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, happy birthday, man! Happy birthday, legend! And a shout out to Shay as well. So, thanks very much for uh, Red Legs fans for joining us on Red Legs Radio again for another week. Round 13 coming up. Let's get the win against the Eagles, and we'll see you again same time. See you, everybody next week. Keep your eye on the red and the blue.